Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flavors way, here comes Dayden! Scramble! Tigers! Alex Quill! Alex Quill has ended up with a ball! Oh no! Unbelievable! One small step for man! One giant leap for Alex Quill! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day, guys. We are live for the Sunday Sash for Round 17 on Insight Fantasy Sports, where we wrap up all things NRL Supercoach. Show's brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, bringing you products to help you drink responsibly and conveniently on the Supercoach brain. Joined by my tin drinking friend, the Supercoach Matrix. How are you, mate? You had a good week this week, right? Yeah, in my element. Um, yeah, just feeling good. Had CNK with the vice captain and... Uh, yeah, just oh, rolled into some disappointing scores. I did cop a few, but um, yeah, all in all, you got to be happy when first game of the round, your VC scores 150, and you just you just on a roll. I, I think back to um, I think it was Mark in the chat maybe two or three weeks ago saying to us like the first game of the round or, or Thursday night football is never really conducive for big scores, and I'm thinking to myself, hang on, like C and K did well this week, and then I remembered it was a Friday night game. I'm like, ah, oh, so the, yeah. the curse is still alive for Thursday night football. Just never pick a, a good captain on Thursday nights. So, uh, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. We've got uh, a few people hopping online. We've got Raymond, Scott, Rosa, Damo, Harrison, Robbie. How are you guys? Uh, oh, he, he got you. Uh, you got him this week. You got Damo this week, Matty. Wouldn't have been hard. Mate, I was going to say, you would have probably knocked off nearly everybody in every league this this week with your score, mate. So. Uh, yeah, I see. I see Harry Barker um, in the chat got a bit more than me. I ended up with um, what was it, twelve ninety two. So um, had what? What did you end up with? Uh, Eleven ninety seven. So hopefully yep. update over the twelve hundred. I feel like maybe I don't know what par is this week. It's just a, like a few guys are saying really interesting round in the chat. Like I agree with them. It's one of those one of those weeks where you just don't you can't get a feel for what par is just because of. You know, all the laid outs, like Tino was a laid out, Munster was a laid out, Turbo obviously injured out for the season. Like, there's just a lot going on through the week. So, really tough to pick what par is. If I had to guess, uh, maybe 11.50? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe 11.75 might be par. I don't know. Uh, I feel like depending on how far up and down the ladder you are, that'll differ. But yep. uh, if you're in the top 5%, I'd say you probably want about 11.50 to 11.70 and you probably should see some green. I'd say. Um, guys, like I said, thanks for hopping on. Uh, if you haven't, or if you're not a subscriber to the YouTube channel, please do hit the subscribe button just below you. It really help us out. And obviously you give you notifications when we are going live moving forward. So you don't miss another show, uh, and hit the like as well. And if you are listening to us on delay on Apple or Spotify or Google, uh, make sure to hit the follow button there and give us a review as well. A few big scores coming in in the chat as well. A few 1200s. Raymond Crane with 1213 with no trades made. So that's a big win. 
Robbie Starr, 12.90, and he was one player short as well. Uh, and then we've got Professor Cactus, 12.97. So, uh, yeah, and he's got me. We've had this little back and forth all season, me and Professor Cactus. He's got me by 83 points at the moment. So, uh, well played, mate. I'm coming for you, though. I'm uh, definitely not down and out yet. Chris Macfield, 12.13. Well done, guys. Some Some good scores out there. I mean... I probably, again, will say it again. I wouldn't be going off what I'm seeing on social media as to, to what the average scores are because only people yeah. that scored well will post their scores. So don't try not to overreact yep. to that. Um, Maddie, Standard Squeeze, major sponsor of the podcast. Thank them for their support. i got my four-in-one here as always, like I do every single pod. Uh, keeps your drink nice and cold. You've got your – you've emptied yours. You've been uh, you've been polishing oh. off some beers and some, it's, it's, uh, some drinks lately. It's been, it's been a big weekend. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, good. Um, but guys, if you want to get a discount on the Standard Squeeze Awesome products, you can use Insight 15 at checkout in the promo code section and you give you 15% off. Uh, Tom's in Delete App Territory. Brutal. Uh, it's never Delete App Territory, mate. Just keep keep plugging away. I, I think I was 30,000th, uh, like round seven or eight. So you, you can climb back. There's still 11 rounds left this year. I think it's 10 now. Um, so plenty of time. And, he, and Robbie's on the red wines as well. Love that. Love that. Mark a 1276 and Scott a 1095. So a bit of range in the scores. Um, good to get a little bit of a gauge on where people are at. But, mate, uh, I guess let's just kind of move into the games. I guess your your first one, I guess, with, with the VC on Charles Nickel Klukstad with a 148. Uh, he was a relatively yep. popular VC from what, I, what I've seen. Yeah, well, definitely, like, people that listen to the show would have been onto CNK because all week I was just like, look, I just got a feeling about CNK. He's playing the Dragons. Um, the Warriors have looked good. And, yeah, so it's it's good to see people get that get that score and get that reward for, I suppose, watching the games. Um, Dallin, Dallin getting 175, would he score four tries as well? Like, um I suppose he was only 400k, but six weeks ago as well. So if you got on that, I don't know. We we definitely didn't tell anybody to hop on uh hop on Dallin. No. But I tell you what, if you were having a pod dig at that, you'd be pretty happy. You'd be very happy. I think uh, he's less than one percent owned. I think in in the top one yep. percent of teams. So uh, whoever did, I think one person brought in Dallin in the top thousand this week. So yep. full credit to whoever that was. If you're watching. Let us know because uh, that is elite super coaching. Uh, also, Sean Johnson, a very popular VC option as well in that first game, got a 112. So a lot of people bought him yep. in. He had a negative 19 break even. So he's scheduled to make about $100,000. Uh, and I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong here, he'd be 805K with a 38 break even based on Jay Schubert. Um, so for anybody yep. who doesn't follow Jay on uh, on Twitter, Hop on Twitter and follow Jay Schubert. I'll try and get his actual tag properly so you can find him. But after the end of every single game, he will put up projections on how much money they'll make this week and what their BE will be next week. So it's actually pretty good info for us on a Sunday night pod too. So uh, yeah. is he too far gone now, SJ? Like if he didn't get on this week, he's past 800K. Like do you fork out that kind of money? It's hard. Like when you look there and you see the 38 break even, you think, well, yeah, he's still attainable. Maybe if you're sitting there with Cleary, you could do it, but I think that's the only option unless you're sitting there with 500K in the bank. You know, at this point in the year, I want to put points on the board. I think he's gone. I think he's too far gone. 
Yeah, I think last week, I mean, we, we were talking about SJ being a genuine option for the run home. Like we were talking about potentially even don't even bother with Cleary on the run home and just get SJ now and just bank the points and, and keep the trades for elsewhere. And if you did that, full credit to you this week. Hopefully it continues to pay off for you because uh, he was heavily looped this week too. But um, yeah, I think too far gone now. Hey, Tohu Harris, you an owner or is it just me? Yeah, I'm an owner. I'm an owner. Is it time for panic? I mean, 56, like, it's not great. I mean, I think he ended up 48 and got upgraded to 56, like, pretty popular in the top 1,000 teams. He had a, what a, he has a 68 break even. You're getting serviceable front row forward scores. I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't waste a trade. Maybe if you can get him to Haas or something, maybe you could now that a lot of – well, now that two-thirds of Origin is finished. Um, there's not – too much more I'd want. Like I think Fenil Blake's out of reach and I don't know, some of those like Corey Horsburgh, I think you've missed the boat and some of those really spicy takes. I think I'm sitting there with Tarpany, Tohu, Christian Welch. Maybe I just sit and wait it out. I think so. I think Tohu could be, I mean, my, my plan for him long-term is I've got Jacob Preston, obviously, like most do in the 2RF, and, and Jacob Preston through to round 19 will be great, and then I'm going to try and turn him into Payne Haas, potentially, if he starts to pick up, and shift Torhu down to 2RF. Like, at the end yep. of the day, I can use Torhu as my fourth 2RF for the year. Um, and then, you know, essentially, like, you can play him on matchups, you can play him when you feel like he's probably going to get through a bit more work, but you don't have to rely on him. Uh, that yep. might be might be the best it's, play, I think. It's crazy that we're at this point of the year where at the start of the year we were like, there is such a smorgasbord of second row forwards there and now you're talking about putting a front row forward into your second row because it's really just dried right up. Yeah. And I and I also think now we're getting to the pointy end of the season where people want to lock in their keepers for the run home, right? So it's kind of like you know, is, is Torhu in your best 17? Like I could probably, I mean, everybody's going to want David Fafita. Everybody's going to want Britain Nicara. Like these guys now, these obvious two RF options, how many do they have? You know, how many, yep. you've only got three slots in two RF. So I feel like maybe he's not in the top three two RFs. So that, that's probably mm. why now we're starting to ask our questions around that. But mate, we'll move on to Jack DeBellin, 59. He's back under 600K. His price is falling. He's got a 93 break even coming in next week. I mean, is he the shiny new toy now that's kind of just been thrown in the corner? Uh, are people now forgetting about him? Does he become relevant again now that that price has dropped back or, or are we looking elsewhere now? Oh, oh, look, I'm looking elsewhere now. Again, not wanting to waste trades in this front row forward, especially not like, I suppose, sideways to a Jack DeBallon. Maybe if I was starting Harry Edwards every week or something, you'd find a way. But Look, realistically, um, I'm not looking at Jack DeBallon. Painhouse is the only front row forward that I want in, that I want to make a trade in my front row, apart from maybe enough um, yep. for the rest of the year. Yeah. The Warriors do play round 19, so do the Dragons. So I guess there's, there's a fair bit of relevance around the players that we've just mentioned and, and probably are some good options, essentially, for the, for the run home or, or at least for the next month. Um but mate, let's let's move on to the second game. Dolphins twenty lost to the Eels forty eight. This was a drubbing. What is it? Forty two to four or something at halftime. So and then the Dolphins yeah. ended up winning sixteen to six or something in the second half. So full credit to the Dolphins yep. for dragging that one back because that could have been a record. It could have been a records broken. I think in this one. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really happy that you know we sort of got out with some good scores from some super coach relevant players. 
Um, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. And it could be silly. Is Hammer now a viable option? Like, I know that everybody missed the boat on him, but I've just sort of been watching him depreciate in value. Uh, and he nearly hit 500k this week. Um, you know what? When you're getting pumped by as much as them and you get an 86, it really makes me look at you. He's, he'll be 550k this week, and you'll get one more game out of him before he then goes back to origin round 19. I'd be yep. lying if I didn't say that I've looked very closely at him. The problem is now, you I mean, anybody you get in next week that's playing origin, you get them for one out of two weeks. So you've, you've got to accept that, and you've got to be okay for round 19 and round 20, I think, because there's every chance maybe he doesn't back up after a long origin campaign. He's been best on ground most games. Um, do they rest him round 20? That realistically, maybe they do. Uh, who knows? Hmm. We're playing guessing games, but do you want him for the run home? I definitely don't hate it, considering I think he's under 1% owned in the top 1% it, of teams. That's what I was looking at. And if he's like your fifth center wing or sixth center wing even, like how juicy is that? Um, yeah, Hammer, Hammer, um, Robbie hit the nail on the head, like 500 K is a juicy price. Yes, he's going to be 550. But like you're looking at other blokes, like you've missed the boat. You, for example, you've missed the boat on Asako. He's 800 K. Yep. Yep. Look, maybe you could just get a small slice of that pie for 550. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably leaning in another direction. I think once I make one more trade, I'm potentially done in the center wing. I'll probably just ride that one home, but I'll talk about that soon at the end when we, when we talk trades. Uh, Scores in this one, Gutho 109, popular VC option, obviously. Uh, Hopgood and Moses, both 105. I, I VC'd Moses this week, and I'll tell you what, when he went from 118 to 105, I was kind of pissed. And then when Cody Walker went and got 40-odd, I was happy again because Cody Walker would have been my captain if I didn't back the VC loop, and I would have been very upset. So uh, they both did really well. Eels are starting to put it all together. I mean, the timing, they run really well now, the, the back end of the season, and if they can keep this up for the run home, they're going to be a, a really tough team to beat through finals. So yeah, if you got Moses now, do you hold him for the rest of this, the year? Because a lot of people kind of used Moses as a bit of a, maybe a bridge or a stopgap for Cleary. I'm probably tempted now to just not even bother and just hold Moses and Hines for the rest of the year. I'm not going to make that call now, though. I'm, yeah. I'm probably perfectly happy if I'm sitting here with Hines and Moses at the end of the year. Um, the 27 by hurts um if i'm gonna do that trade you know if i think in round 24 that i could go across to cleary maybe i can go sideways to cleary and cleary's looks like he's gonna hit a bit of form then yes i'll do it because i will probably want a halfback playing in round 27 or two halfbacks especially gun halfbacks like that but yeah i'm not gonna make that call now i'm just gonna wait um but if the time's right i think i'll move moses on but i'm also completely happy if i end up with moses at the end of the year I think um, round 24 slash 25 might be the time to get rid of him. I think they play the Dragons in maybe round 23. So uh, Eels players in general come up a, a pretty tough run. I think it's Roosters into Panthers into Broncos or something like that. It's it's three pretty tough games in a row. I mean, maybe the Roosters aren't a tough game anymore, but they can still compete. And um, I feel like maybe you might want to get off one of them around round 23. Uh, or round 24, I should say. And then you could probably just hold those trades for round 27 and then just kind of clear out Eel's stock uh, with whatever trades you have left. And I think that probably segues into the point we wanted to talk about with making sure that you have trades left for the run home. 
Um, yep. When we were looking at the teams that play at the back end of the year or don't play at the back end of the year, we've got the Broncos round 25 by. So for teams that have Reese Walsh, uh, Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, uh, all of these kind of guys, um, they're going to miss round 25. Then you've got Souths who miss round 26. You've got a lot of relevant players there. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, uh, Campbell Graham, you know, so many uh, options. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So many options in round Kenner. 26. Yeah, the GOAT. Um, you're going to need trades around 26 if you want to field a strong squad. And then round 27, the Eels, who are, again, a very popular team. Uh, so yeah. those last three rounds could absolutely buckle some super coach teams, I think, for those that go in with no trades left. And I'm, I'm looking at you, Damien Carroll, because he's asked us in the chat, uh, ideal amount of trades to have left from here. What are your thoughts on this number? Look, I would be happier if I had probably 13 or 14. I'm sitting there on 12 and I feel like I've saved, but I suppose I get rewarded when I have a really good week, but maybe I'm mortgaging my future. Um, if you're sitting there with 9, 10, 11, you might mm. just have to cop a bad bye week or something if you've got 9 to try and steer the ship home. Um, yeah, look, realistically, I would want 14. Yeah, I've got 14 right now and I'm thinking I'll probably make one trade next week, which will leave me 13, but... Me personally, I want to make sure that I have five trades for those final three rounds because I want to still make yep. sure that I won. If I'm in any cash comp finals or anything like that and I get stuck in a quarter or a semi-final with four or five players out from one team and I'm, I'm in all sorts of trouble with no trades, that, that's a disaster. You lose that matchup. You lose your cash comp. And also, if you're serious about going up the overall rankings at the end of the year, I think you'd personally, I'd want at least maybe three trades for those final three rounds so I could at least move one of those guys out per round. As a bare minimum. So say, so say you're one of those people that played, you know, really good super coach this week and you've got Gutho, Hopgood and Moses. You don't want to go into the last week with, what, $2.2 million worth of players that you can't play. That's the point yep. that we're having. So Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Well summed up. Um, Ellie, oh, not Ellie Katoa, Isaiah Katoa. Now, he got 15. Lemuel, who also got 35, a couple of busts there that are, I mean, relatively well-owned, I guess. Uh, I mean, you're jumping off, are you jumping off both? I think Lemuel, who's maybe more the questionable one, got that 2RF center wing duel. Do you, ju do you jump off now, considering he came off the bench on the weekend? Yep, 100%. It's time to go. Yep. I think there's people around his price that you can go up to that's not going to cost you a ton of cash either. So, And you've probably made really good money. Like you probably didn't get Lemu, Lemu, Lemu Elu thinking he was going to be a keeper. It's just like, yeah, just don't be too proud to say, hey, look, Uncle Wayne's moved him to the bench. It's time to go. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Hey, last question on this one. Ryan Madison, I know you're pretty high on him, as am I, and as are a lot of super coaches. 51 this week. He'll drop down to 600K. He's going to have 101 break even next week. Is there going to be a time? I mean, Eels have the buy next week, sorry. So he's going to have 101 break even come round 19 in that in that major buy round. Do you bite the bullet and just jump on at 101 break even and just ride him on the way home? Or are you now thinking round 27 in your head and going, how many Eels can I have? Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. Unless I'm, unless Ryan Madison ends up playing a lot more minutes and Hopgood sort of drop, I actually wouldn't mind a Hopgood to Madison to make sure I don't have too many eels. Just something like, like you could end up with 300k there, yeah, which is madness considering most of us hadn't heard of Hopgood at the start of the year. I'm I'm watching very closely with Hopgood's minutes too, because when Madison obviously comes back into on on his normal minutes, uh, you've also got Sean Lane to come back into this team. 
I mean, where McGregor's out, so it kind of throws out that middle rotation a little bit. But I mean, I'm, I don't know. I feel like potentially the same thing could happen to Hopgood as it did at the middle of the season, where people started to jump off. So yeah. realistically, I could do Hopgood to Fafita when the time comes, and that in my head, that's probably my ticket to David Fafita, is having to do yeah. having to do Hopgood, which I'm okay with, I think. So, so, so you, what you said, you want to go Jacob Preston to Payne House. I actually want to go Jacob Preston to Fafita. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And look, hey, Payne Haas only got fifty this week, so you could um, argue maybe he's not necessary. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, Brad McGrady got fifty-one, and um, popular for Lance Tavare. Um, what did he get? Sixty. Uh, fifty-six, I think. Yeah, fifty-six. 56. Yeah, yep. just just good for us. Just a good news story, really. Yeah, and look, McGrady won't make cash for another two weeks. And look, if he holds his spot until then. He could be a really good option round 19 for the buyers enough. I mean, or, or he might yep. hold his spot and you might score well. Who knows? Um, I picked up Valence Tavare this week and I'm pretty happy with the 56. I played him as well. So get the points, get the cash, get a guy that's hopefully going to play a few games. Not if, not upset. If McGrady's playing round 19, I think that I will own him, sort of hoping that he just sort of enoughs out or just hopefully never have to play him ever again because um, I am looking to get rid of, you know, somebody like Billy Smith or maybe using my jewels to get rid of um, Schuster or somebody like that. And, um, yeah, this guy, like, at least seeing him score 51 was good news. I wasn't going to jump on it straight away because I'm not actually sure that he'll play round 19. But if he's there yeah. playing round 19, he's a target for me. Yeah, and you don't need to jump early. There's no point. It's not like you're missing out on cash up until that point anyway. It's perfect timing. So definitely time to look in round 19. Um, Make a few questions before we jump on to the next game. Uh, Robbie Starr's asking, who is he trading in for Gutho, who is there, Walsh? Um, I mean, are people looking to jump off Gutho next round? Yeah, I think that you probably hold Gutho. You definitely Mate, want Gutho to play Gutho. round 19. Yeah. You hold there, and especially not, you know, we've just saw what happens with Walsh, and we're going to cover it later. Um, I'm going to be crying. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be watching that, and I would just hold Gutho. Like, he's out of reach for most people to get. Just hold so, on to him. Gutho makes 100000 this week, and he's 47 break even in round 19. So yeah. he'll cover that. You don't, yeah, I don't, you definitely don't need to, especially in a major buy round as well. Hold him for round 19, use him there, and then reassess. And in, and obviously just be wary of that final buy round. But, um, <coughs> excuse me, not a big issue, I don't think, Gutho. Uh, what are your thoughts on Garrick, 170 break even next week? Mark Stair is asking. I'll, my okay. my answer to this one is uh, he could have a 1,070 break even and he's just staying in my team for the season. Now that he's been given yeah. the fullback role at Manly, he got 62, I think it was, or maybe even more, 68 or something. I might quickly move forward. 62 at fullback. He didn't have one attacking stat and only kicked one goal. And he got 62. And, and Manly got murdered. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. No, nah, he's staying in my team. Absolutely staying in my team. Um. If you are doing hop good to Fafida, uh, what are the three two RFs we want for the run home? That episode's coming Wednesday next week. So stay tuned for that one. That'll be a beauty. Uh, so basically we're going to do a full episode on who you should target, who, who our ideal keepers are for the run home or, or what kind of teams we want to target for our trades for the run home, what our teams would want to look like. Um, so stay tuned for that one next week. That'll be a good one. 
Uh, yeah, and there's already people saying Garrick's a hold for the season, so that's good. Uh, Transnickel Klukstad, is he a buy? I reckon he's close. he's going to be 780000 this week. Do you, do you reckon he's a buy? No. Um, that's why I'm probably so cheery about owning him. I think that if you're serious about Supercoach, you just look at him and just close your eyes every time the Warriors play well. Just remember, he scored 150. They were playing the Dragons. And, um, yeah, the Warriors, you know, raised the bat for a half century, really. Like, yeah. honestly, like, let's not read too much into it. He's 780K. You can't buy him. You cannot afford him. Um, I would rather you, you could use that money Mulatalo. somewhere else. Yeah, yep. I'd rather Mulatalo, who plays the next two rounds and plays the major buy. I know Chance does too, but Ronaldo and he's 613k, I think. So you're basically saving 150k on a guy like Mulatalo instead. That's that's my preferred option. I um, think if you're an owner, he's just shown you that he could be a season long keeper. Mm. Um, something that I've said probably for six or seven weeks, just just from watching how good he is. Um, like even if like he's had some ordinary scores as well, um, so he can drop cash, but yeah, yeah not for this much money. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, is he a keeper? Hey, he just Ex- belted out 130 odd again. He is a keeper if you own him, but it's exactly the same as C and K. I'm watching him just. I have a few regrets because I was watching and like people asked me if I thought he was a buy, and I said, "Yeah, I'm just not sure I can do it." Well, I was wrong. You, I should have just done it. Rosa is asking, is Cody Walker a sell? I'll say no. Mm. Uh, the yeah, only reason I'm... why is because I think he's a top three, five, eight in the comp. Yep. And, and look, Dylan Brown's, we, we don't know what's going on there. So we can just pretend that he's not going to be back for the season. There's no point considering him and we don't know what's going on. Find out more at the end of the month. I think it'll be this coming week where he goes to court again. Yeah, I thought so, it was this week, yeah. Yeah, stay tuned for that. But I think just because he's had one bad game doesn't make him a bad player. He's destroyed the competition most most weeks this year. He's probably been the form 5-8 in a comp. People are talking about him playing Origin 2, and now we're talking about him being a sell. So yeah. don't overreact to one bad week. He's coming off a quad yeah. issue too, so he's obviously not 100%. So just hold Cody Walker, pair him with Munster, and enjoy for the run home, I think. Um, well said. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, drink Bolter, sorry. We're going we're gonna to make sure we keep in line with the sponsors. Drink CC uh, tonight. Professor Cactus is coats a buy. He was 320. He's going to go up 100K this week. I'll let you answer that. I don't think he's a buy now. I mean, no. two weeks ago he was at 270K. And I said it two yeah. weeks ago as well. I'm claiming that one. Um, said he was an option. That's why I let you I, answer. Not I at 400K. You. I'm not spending 420K on coats. Not a chance. He can get me a 12. So I'd rather, yeah. I, I can take that risk at 270. I'm not taking that risk at 420. Here's something. If Cobo's 100%, he won't get picked for Origin 3. Yeah, good. Actually, that's a good call. Coates that was, is a good shout. In Coates, saying that, Coates, Storm have... Coates, was that good. Storm have the buy anyway. So, yep. not really not really an issue either way. Oh, not, not uh, super coach relevant. Just a just something yeah. that I noticed. Something that I thought. So Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Uh, DWZ, are you chasing last week's points if you're trying to buy him this week? He's going to be 700k plus. Like yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Um, all right, let's let's move on. Panthers twenty, Knights twelve. What did you take from this one, mate? Much. Uh, it's a bit of a weird game. This one. I thought. I thought the Panthers were gonna probably not play as well as they did. It just shows that the Panthers system there is just rock solid, isn't it? Yeah, and when like they just played really well, they just held it together. The Knights are just ordinary, aren't they? Yeah, they were poor. I mean. 
Ponga scored a try and got 47. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I just felt like maybe they were banging their heads against a wall all, all game. Like, the Panthers' defense is solid, and we know that. Um, Super coach wise, Peachy 103. Uh, so for anybody who held Tyrone Peachy, congratulations, because that's paid off for you in, in spades this week. Scotty Sorensen, 76, Jack Cogger, 75, and Edward, 73 are probably the only mentionable scores there above 70. Greg Marju, 68 without a try. I'd say yeah. now that, that basically if he hasn't shown you he's a season-long keeper, this game against the number one team in the comp, the best defense in the comp, and he scored 68 without an attacking stat except for a line break, just hold him in your center wing all year if you have him. But if you don't Is, have him, yeah, would you bother? That's <laughs> No. So let's say, Not for instance, for you're looking guys. you're looking to solidify your center wings, right? Are there better options than Marju to buy? Oh, you know who I think. Yeah, I'll leave it. We'll leave you it to later when he plays, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about him. But yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think most you know people who I either think, have. And I hope Phil's listening. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you uh, plead your case to uh, to Phil a little bit later because I know you <laughs> two are having a chat about <laughs> it on Twitter to the to the judge. Yes, judge yes. Phil. Yeah. Um, Lucas Cheapy, very popular Cheapy from the week just gone in the center wing playing in the back row, 57. Be pretty happy with that. I think he makes about 60K this week or 70K. Yeah, you would have been stoked. Same with Jamin Salmon. I don't know whether anybody jumped in. Actually, someone in the Discord jumped in. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were saying they bought Jamin Salmon this week or last week. Might have even been last week. That's that's genius. Um, so well played. 55, he'll make about 60K. So good little cash there. Uh, I already mentioned Ponga with a 47. He's going to be 690K with a 75 break even this week. I think the goal yep. for me with Kalen Ponga, because I've got him at 5'8". I don't want him at fullback. I've got him at 5'8". I want to turn him into Munster. So mm. I've just got to time this right. And to be honest, you'd look at 690 with a 75 break even, you'd go, oh, maybe this week's the next, the right week to do it. They're versus the Bulldogs this week. So hold your Knights yep. players. Uh, they could score some points, I think, this weekend. Uh, might have even been Mark that had Salmon. There we go. Um, yeah, right. Great little sh- Salmon shout out. Um, I just don't know whether Munster is ready to be picked. I mean, we spoke a little bit about this <laughs> off, off air before we were hopping on here and... I don't know, like, he's got origin round 19. He's just been rested. So you get him for one game. There's no guarantee he backs up for round 20 either. Do we just wait until origin's done? I'm going to. Um, he did have a 58 break even and didn't play this week. Like, if it was 20 break even, yes, I probably would have panicked bought him. But, yeah, look, pretty glad that he didn't get named this week, actually, for me. Yep. Yeah, fair shout. Actually, you know, I wish he did because so my original plan was to get Turbo, like we spoke about on Tuesday. Turbo yeah. then Wednesday goes and ruins himself. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll pivot. I'll go uh, Ponga down to fullback and I'll go Bull and a Munster. And then Munster got ruled out. So I'm like, okay, my, my third option was to go Bull straight to Walsh. Walsh got 26. Yeah. I took the reserve off Jared Croker, who got 62. So I'm 37 yeah. or 38 points down there. Um, so it was a bit of a shit show really for for old Sheensy's revival at the back end of Sunday but yeah that's super catch that's super catch Sonny Luke 15 get rid of him yeah uh, actually you know what I don't even know if there's an option now I, I think you just have to give up your, v, your VC you just have to actually can, say look I, I'm not going to have a VC loop for the rest of the season can he go below 200 
nah, he'll just bounce off two hundred. He'll be two hundred thousand and eight hundred dollars, and that's where it'll yeah. sit. Yeah, which is nuts. I just I just see the twenty four break even, and he's like two hundred and eight k or something. I just had to ask. Yeah, that's right. Um, Rosa, we'll get a link for the Discord in very soon, mate, and we'll pop it in the comments so you can join. Um, guys, NRL Fanatics Facebook group as well through uh, and leading up into the BBL season uh, in the BBL Legends Facebook group, we'll be doing a bit of content there for the BBL season and also uh, a little bit of content for the NRL Fanatics group. Good bunch of guys in there as well that run the page. So hop on into NRL Fanatics uh, or NRL Supercoach Fanatics if you're on Facebook and, and join there because you get some really good advice from those guys as well. There's plenty of guys like us that talk Supercoach, live Supercoach, live fantasy sports in general. So go and yep. check it out. Join the group and the BBL Legends group in getting ready for BBL season. Make sure you join theirs too. Um, Storm 24, Manly 6, mate. Uh, we've already spoken a little bit about Xavier Coates 101. Um, I don't think he's a buy now. I think he's too expensive. Nelson is so for Solomona with an 88. Um, I mean, front row forward, do you really want to spend 450K on your front row forward that's not going to play around 19? Not really a keeper. No. I don't think there's much point there. Jerome Hughes, 84. Uh, a lot of people jumped on maybe two weeks ago. I think it would have been when everyone was choosing Moses or Because he was whoever. only 510K, 515K. It was yep. madness. Yeah. So if anybody actually jumped on Hughes instead of Moses or whatever, you actually wouldn't really be upset because he's made you some good cash. He scored points every single week. And uh, it looks like he's kind of taken a step up when Belliate gave him a bit of a uh, a pizzling, I guess. Uh, I think it was about a month ago, telling him to run the ball a little bit more. So, yeah, good for him. Our boy Hamoli Olakawatu. I'll let you take the reins on oh. this one, mate. The absolute oh. glorious junk junk points at the end of that game. Holy Hamoli! This was this was great. Like first gets across for a try. Anyway, and I'm texting you, and it's about the 58th minute, and I was like, he scored a try, and he's on 40. This is absolute garbage. Anyway, and drags his way up to like late 40s and then right at the end with about 17 seconds to go, breaks two tackles, gets a line break and then forces a line drop out. Like that is what you want out of your second row forward. If that isn't David Fafita-esque, if that's just not something that lives and breathe Matrix Reloaded, I don't know what does. <laughs> We've uh, we both jumped on a few weeks ago now as a kind of super pod, I guess. Not many people were looking at Olakawatu, funnily enough, considering he was like a top five two RF last year. I'm actually surprised yep. that not more people have jumped on. He has had an average year for his standards in terms of last year's comparison, but I mean, since we've got him, he's come good. So I'm, I'm not going to complain. Um, yeah, and and like if you're watching the game, you'd probably think. Like he'd only done like three runs up until like that 58th minute or something. It was actually awful. Like you understand how he's got these low scores and how he's dropped from 789k back to when we got him, what was he, 510? Um, but yeah, we persevered, kept an eye on it, and it seems like we'll get a good price rise and hopefully a season long keeper out of him. And I think also we need to mention as well with Olakowatu that when Turbo's not in the team, Olakowatu averages, I think it's 56 points per game. But when Turbo is in the team, he averages like 44. So there's a massive mm. uptick there in, in the amount of ball that he gets and the amount of attack and, and how they use him. I think obviously instead of DCE going out the back, he takes the short option. He takes a block play option a little bit more, which gets Olakowatu into the game on that right edge. So um, I'm very happy I went there. I mean, is he too? I'd argue now, I don't even think he's too expensive to grab. It, like, I know he doesn't play round 19, which isn't great, but like, if you're looking, if you're okay for 19 and you're looking for a good 2RF 4 or something like that, 
he could be a really great option to play on matchup. Look, he was he was 528k this week, had a 48 break even, and got 80. Um, he's not out of reach at 550k. No, no. I nearly can said get him at that price a bit earlier. Yes, we were lucky that we got on at the right time, but don't think you've missed the boat on Holy Hamoli. I he was wasn't he last year 700 and something thousand? Seven, like, 789. Yeah, he peaked he, at 789. There you go. So when you look at a guy that was 789 with a 65 season average last year and he's 520K, you just grab him and uh, you know that there's going to be an uptick there at some point. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Share. I've just seen the update, which wasn't in my notes, and Christian Welch got 72 and I sat him this week. <laughs> yeah, I played him. Uh, kind of because I had no choice. Um, I'm very, very happy about Christian Welch 72. That was that was awesome. Uh, we we didn't mention William Warbrick, who back to back has gone and got what he get 100 million last week with 400. 144 or something. Yeah. Yeah, and he got 80 this week. Um, I mean, look, if you're the two people that carried him, good on you. I think everybody moved him on for cash, which which made sense about maybe six to eight weeks ago. But um, don't I I don't think I'd go back there. Look, 20% of teams owned him, but I'd love to get the stats on like how many of those guys are outside the top 60,000 um, because people got him at the right time. Look, we did know that this would sort of happen at some stage, that, that Melbourne Storm would fire. Um, look, am I a bit annoyed that I got off him a bit early? Yes, probably. But you, but you live with your decisions and, yeah, you don't buy him back again. Yeah. I've got three names for you. I want you to give me your thoughts on all three. Harry do, Grant. Do you want thumbs up? I want Thumbs you just down. give me your thought. Give me your thoughts on whether these guys are buyers, holds, sells. Okay. Yep. Uh, Harry Grant, forty-five this week. Is he a must-have anymore? Yep. I'm going to argue he's not. Honestly, like I mean, he's getting what I get out of Reese Robson, and they both are playing Origin now. Like I would be arguing that you need to get Harry Grant to Reese Robson if Reese Robson didn't get picked for Origin. Like, honestly. I mean, if you've got Harry Grant, you're not selling him now. There's no point. No. If you've held him all this time, you just hold on. I mean, now the question, I think everybody's been thinking, how do I get to Harry Grant after Origin? Now, do you even need to have that conversation? I've got Damian Cook and I've got Red Marnie. I genuinely don't think I need to move either of them to Harry Grant at this point until he shows me something. I mean, I know last week he got 120 or whatever it was, but Storm completely ran over the top of him. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I mean, he only just covered his 28 break even. 
Like yeah, and in, I in think a, when you look at his last they, eight weeks worth they of points, the Eagles. Yeah, when you look at his last six to eight rounds, it hasn't really been amazing. I mean, you look at Reed Marnie's scores; you're probably looking at the same kind of scores uh, as Harry Grant. So, the answer is no. Not a must-have. No, okay. not a must-have at this point. I think if he goes on a run, I'm going to hope that I have enough trades that I can get him in. Nick Meany, 43. He got put on ice at the end of the game, didn't play the final 20 minutes, I think it was, because they were up. Carry apparently he came out uh, in his post-match comp or post-match interview. He's been carrying a groin niggle for a few weeks now, and, and obviously no one in Melbourne's told us that, but he went and said it. What are your thoughts on me? You're an owner of Meany. What are you doing with him? Are you just a hold? I'm an owner of Meany, and I wonder if I have to hold him now. At least I'm not really super scared of Pappy coming back, which is what I thought when I got him. Mm. Um, I'm not scared of Pappy coming back, but maybe I just have to. Maybe I just have to hold because I'm worried it's a waste of a trade. Am I going to lose some cash on him? Maybe, but I'm going to play him most weeks. Like even 43 isn't an absolute disaster. If they put him on ice and he misses a few weeks, though, um, look, maybe I have to use some duels and get, like, if Munster goes to fullback or something, yeah, mm. he's a must must own then. Yeah, I mean, and we look at the Melbourne Storm run home. It's quite nice. Like, I mean, they've got Penrith next week, so we don't need to jump on any Melbourne players next week. But then they've got, I mean, the Roosters who haven't been performing very well. They've got the Knights, the Eels, then they've got the Panthers again. But then the final four, well, final four games are Raiders, Dragons, Titans, Broncos. So, I mean, you yeah. could, again, depending on how many trades you have left, and if you don't, you're not stuck with Eels players, Against the Broncos, yeah. maybe you trade out a Storm player and get in a guy with a nice matchup for round 27. So, Yeah. I'm wondering this week, and I know it's probably an early call, but I'm wondering this week with that groin niggle, uh, I think I'll end up keeping him. I don't need that cash for anything else at the moment. I might not even do any trades this week. Spoiler yep. alert. But I don't think I'm going to play him against Penrith. I've got the depth. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually don't mind that, that call. It's not a bad call. Um, my last player for you. Very contentious one, very popular one. Josh Schuster, 21 this week, 400K, drop 30K this week for the 65 break even next week. And for anybody who can't or is listening to us on Spotify or Apple, Matty has just got up and walked out. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming what that means about Josh Schuster is that he's a sell. And I would agree. I would agree. I feel like maybe, I, I, I feel like Schuster's game maybe isn't conducive to super coach points when he's so attacking reliant. I don't know. What do you think? Schuster's like, game isn't conducive to NRL. Uh, I disagree. I think we're being a bit harsh on him. Like, uh, I feel like Turbo definitely made him look much better than he was. Yeah, uh, look, he's, he's a guy that has low base and the Eagles just got a lot worse. He doesn't have that workload that somebody like Ruben Garrick has um, that makes me want to have him. Like, you watch Rubes play, and he just he gets involved and digs in and gets there. And Schuster was trying, um, but he is his time's up in my team. I think so as well. I'll look to sell him. I don't know whether it's the right time next week to sell him. Um I mean, if you've got an option, if you've got him in the 2RF or whatever, yeah, great. Like, maybe you can sit on him for a week. At the end of the day, he's only got a 65 break even. So it's not like an urgent, I must sell next week, otherwise I'm going to drop 70K kind of situation. I mean, he could easily get a 30 or 40 next week and he drops 15K. Big deal. 
then yep. you reassess round 19. And I think that's yeah. probably what I'll do. It's not urgent. Um, I'm just a really frustrated owner right now. Like I, I, I played him. Oh, sorry. I didn't play him this week, but it sort of ruined my AE. I so, yep. sort of would have got Billy Smiths and an extra, what, 20 points or whatever. I'm just, I'm just over having him in my team. And if I make a trade this week, it'll probably be a rage trade on Josh Schuster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I know to... I always say that like, yeah, I know I always say that you don't want a rage trade, but when you've got a guy that's got, you know, achievable break evens every week and then, um, yeah, like, yes. And he's, and he's capable of getting what's he had two tons, um, that I've seen him get like he's capable, but 60 break even getting twenties, um, and he's going to be 400K. I just wonder if I just want to stop the fight now. Hey, I, I can't argue about moving him out. Uh, a few people in the chat saying loop killer. Yeah, absolutely. He is a loop killer. He was my AA this week, unfortunately. Yep. Um, otherwise, it would have been Billy Smith who got 40-odd. So, um, I mean, they've got the Roosters next week who haven't been great either. I'm not super worried about moving him ASAP, like I said. I'll but probably just I'd, hold, I'd, but he's going to have like 100 break even, isn't he? Yeah, which means you just move him around nineteen to someone who plays nineteen, maybe. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's the play. Um, let's move on. Broncos twelve, Titans eighteen. I tell you what, you're lucky you missed some of this game because. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was pulling my hair out. I'm not a Broncos supporter, I'm, and obviously it's Queensland teams playing each other, and I was sitting there. I was raging at the refereeing in this game. I just. I don't. I don't necessarily think the referees lost or won anyone the game or anything, but it's just. There's just so many inconsistencies and gray areas now in the game, and it's really frustrating yep. to watch. And they, they came out in full force in this game both ways. Um, David Fafida, away from the refereeing, got 116. Now, he's still going to lose 38K, and he's still going to have 148 break even next week. Yep. So the, the beauty of it is, yes, you miss out on the 116 points, but we sold him to Ola Kawatu, and he got 80-odd this week, right? And yep. then he also got sixty odd last week, so yeah, we're kind of we're still ahead on that trade, and we made three hundred k. So for anybody yeah. who's a little bit worried about trading for feeder, you still probably made a ton of cash, and also he's going to drop more cash next week. Not a not a big issue, and yeah, mate, he's all over that, Rosie. You should know. <laughs> yeah. You should know if you've watched the pod. Trust me. Never come back. Me, that was, trust me, you think David Fafita is an actor? I just walked out because I wanted a beer. But um, <laughs> um, look, yeah, speaking, no, just just really. Really frustrating for the from the Broncos, really. Um, but Paddy Carrigan got close for a try. Um, Cam Pereira, I know that we don't own him, but every week he is a chance of scoring two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, seventy six. I had a look at what his ownership was in the top one percent, just wondering if anybody held him. I think two teams in the top one percent own him, so mm. you don't have to panic about him ruining or, or kind of you know. You're missing out on him because no one has him. So it's not a big deal yep. anymore, I don't think, for anybody competing for a top 1% finish. Um, Brian Kelly, 82. Paddy Carrigan, 76. You mentioned AKP, 76. Mo Fodawaker, 70. I mean, he's got Origin coming up, which is a shame. But the beauty of these Titans players now is that all their buys are done. They're the first team yep. to complete all of their buys. So my question to you now becomes, who do you consider from the Gold Coast Titans? Because next week is the perfect time to buy them. So my trades this weekend is probably a good thing, I suppose, upon reflection, was to bring in um, AJ Brimson. Yep. And it was to bring in Valentine Holmes. Um, feeling really good about my trades, if I'm being 
completely honest. It was uh, Jareem Buller and oh, I can't even remember who I traded out for in my. Uh, Who'd you get in? Five eighth. Jer- I I got in AJ at five eighth. Oh, I, Ellie Katoa because I went. Yeah, oh, sorry. Fire Jules, Fire Schuster. For, yeah, yeah. Forgive. Yeah, forgive me. No, no, not via Schuster. Via Willie Army, via Marley. Oh, how good's how good's that Willie Army duel been? Honestly, every week we talk about you being able to shuffle things around because of Braden Willie Army. It's been legendary. Next, next year, my team might be Willie Army's Warriors. <laughs> You'll have to have his name no. in there somewhere. He's done you a solid all year. Yeah, no, but like, yeah. So I got in AJ because I wanted him. Um, he covered his break even of fifty seven, and he's still five hundred and twenty five k. I think he's a buy. Um, of course, I want Fafita, and I I would love to have Tino. I'm just not sure if I have the trades to get Tino in. But I've got Brimson. I'm really happy. I think that he could be a season-long keeper for me. And, um, yeah, 100%, I will own David Fafita again this year. Who, is there anyone outside of that that you think that you could get from the Titans, mate? I mean, yeah, you've no, I don't think so. I mean, Fafita, Tino, Brimson seem like the three obvious options. Uh, obviously, with Tino not playing this week, that hurt a lot of people. I think a lot of people had to pivot quite late. The good thing was you could go from Tino to Haas in the same game, yep. really, once he was named out with an hour to go. Yeah. Um, so that threw a few people. But I think, you, I'd, I, I'd, I think if you don't delve into Supercoach, you get sort of trapped into the fact that you think Gold Coast Titans are still a bad team or a bad scoring team. They're in the top eight. They've just fired a coach and they've just beat the number one team. Um, they are a good team and they're a good super coach team because they pile on a lot of points. Yeah, I think there's a difference between being a bad team per se and being a bad super coach team because the Titans score points every week. They might lose 38 yep. to 34, but three of their players get tons, you know? So uh, it's exactly the same as the Tigers, right? And no one would have believed it. But up until like round 10, there was only one player that scored 100 against the Tigers. So whilst they were bottom of the table and they were shit, they couldn't score points. But they definitely weren't the team to target in terms of your your matchups. So you've got to look at those super coach points. And when the Tigers go bad, their forwards always score fairly well as well. Um, Like fairly well. Like in a bad game where they get pumped by 40, they still get 50 or 60. So yeah. Last talking point on this one, mate. Walsh, 26. A lot of people captain him. 10% in the top 1% of teams captain Reese Walsh and would have been very upset about that. Which I dodged that we, bullet. We said on Tuesday pod that we we're actually looking at captaining Reese Walsh. And I think you would have captained if you didn't take the VC loop, right? Yeah. The C, the C was sitting there. I was locked in. Um, look, when Munster gets ruled out, you know that they've partied hard, don't you? Um, so, yeah, I would have been. I would have been worried. Um, I was there on. I was there on the weekend. Um, it might be a good segue into a small – oh, sorry, on Wednesday. might be a good mm. segue into a small origin chat. Um, but, yeah, look, Reese Walsh uh, was probably lucky to play with the way he carried on towards the end of the game. Um, but, you know what, he, he was actually running down just under me, uh, ran off, kiss, kissing his chest, just loving it. Um, look, yeah, he's going to bring that passion back next week. It's just, just a little bit of an outlier. He looked like he – tried the hardest out of maybe anyone apart from Paddy Carrigan out there on the field. So that's think, just a good sign if you got him this week. Don't think that you have to rage trade him out or anything. Nah, not at all. No, no. I was just about to say, like, watching when you watch the game, 
And I said it, I've said it week on week. He's one of those guys that is scary not to own. He's just in everything. I think he overplayed his hand this afternoon or yes, this afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon. I think he overplayed his hand. He looked to try and get in everything, uh, which he probably shouldn't have. He made a few errors, missed a few tackles. We need to remember this guy's 20 years old. He's a hot headed, aggressive, arrogant 20 year old. And we saw that on Wednesday night, right? Like he, he played well, but carried on like a bit of a pork chop at the end of the game. And that's a maturity thing. Uh, and I think that probably carried over into this game for the Broncos. He, he tried to do a bit too much and, and probably bit him in the ass, I think, this afternoon. But yeah. in saying that, I was saying to you, in this game, he could have easily got 100, 120. There were two moments in this game that his try that got disallowed on that obstruction, that um, Academy Award-winning performance from David Fafita, the 110, 120 kilo, six foot three that got blown over by a gust of wind, where Jordan Ricky apparently yeah. jogging through can knock over a David Fafita. Um, yeah. But hey, that's the, that's the rule. So um, people have just learned how to milk it. So, um, you know, that could have been, I think he went up to 50 or 60 after that. And then that kind of line ball, maybe a little bit forward, uh, pass, try assist, probably could have got him up near close to 100, I think. So yeah. one of those games. It's good. They they ran him through everything. Um, Kevy will give everybody an absolute spray. If you saw any of the press conference, he was very, very dirty. Um, I suppose this, this Ben Hunt news probably has to affect some of the players as well, and sometimes negatively. Like there's going to be some people that lose their spots. Um, there's going to be people that move down further in the ladder. Like you don't expect, you know, Tyson Smoothie to be named next week uh, when he when he comes in. And um, you know, one of the people and, I feel most for is Billy Walters, who's had a really good season, played another really good game this afternoon, and yeah. essentially he's just going to end up on the bench now um, as a backup yeah. to to Ben Hunt, basically for the rest of the season. So I feel feel sorry for him. Yeah. But yeah, as someone that's had a little bit. Yeah, as somebody that's had a little bit to do with him, I think like he'll, he's a professional and I think he'll just do what he needs to do for the team to get as close to that championship as it was. But when you start seeing like the way that they played against the Titans today, like Ben Hunt's got to have a little bit in the back of his mind or maybe I just made the wrong decision. Like do I sign for four months for the for the Broncos for less money or do I just go to the Titans, which it's rumoured or – Roman. Um, I think it's in the Courier Mail, um, Sunday Telegraph for those in other states. Um, that yeah, it's it's a done deal. He's just gonna go do four months with the Broncos and then go to the Titans. Wouldn't you just watch this game and think, oh, maybe I'll just take more money and go straight to the fucking Titans? Didn't didn't Kevy say something like that in the presser? Say that someone yeah. asked him about Ben Hunt and he's like, oh, I wouldn't be coming here if I watched what we did this afternoon. Which <laughs> yeah. hey, fair fair call to Kevy, you know, it's pretty pretty honest, pretty transparent. Yeah. But we do um, I suppose, like, you have a look at the Storm and they got the job done and the Sea Eagles I probably put in the same realm as the Titans and then the Broncos had five out as well. Oh, Admittedly, they had a few more out um, and they've come back and we just look lacklustre. I think it's just a blip in the radar and we'll get better next week. But, yeah, there's got to be those quick question marks in your head if you're Ben Hunt. It's true. It's true. Mate, let's let's smash out a couple of these questions and then we'll move on to the last two games and wrap this one up. Uh, Fourth World, hey, mate. How are you? Good to see you on. Uh, is Joey Manu a great buy after today, killing it at centre? If I didn't own him, yes, probably. Did I mean, did you watch the full game of this one? Yep. Did, he, he, looked like a, he looked like a different player. 
I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe there was this pressure on his shoulders from 5'8 that he had to do more than he thought he could do or that he had to play make or, or kind of pass more than he wanted to pass because we know he doesn't like passing. Uh, and yeah. it, it just felt like he had this freedom, this newfound freedom at centre that he hadn't had for the last couple of months, and I really liked it. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I said last week something along the lines of I prefer him at centre than I do 5'8. Was I was, all right there? I was going to... Yeah, so I was actually going to give you credit for that, but now you're just a smug prick, so I'm just going to say no. Someone's got to do it, mate. Someone's got to talk me out. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, and like you actually talked me out of I was like, oh, I think, you know, with his 18, that Joey Manu might look like somebody that I get rid of. But if he plays like this in centre and probably somehow I think that he might have a higher base at centre. And I don't just, know how that works. He kind of plays a second fullback role just roves around and grabs the ball from dummy half in the middle of the field and just does random shit. But they, they've given him that freedom at center to be able to do that and just rove either side of the ruck and kind of follow the ball. So yeah. I definitely wouldn't be selling him. And I mean, maybe he's a buy. Maybe he's a buy and a yeah. hold for the rest of the year. Yeah. Couldn't argue with it. Scored two tries and looked good today. I, uh, I see him as a season keeper now. In two yeah, weeks, cr- I've seen him as a season keeper. So Me too. Me too. Uh, Xavier Coates, we've already mentioned, mate. Uh, I don't. I think he's a bit too expensive now. Um, so we'll no. leave that one. Will Ben Hunt get? Oh, miss one. Will Ben Hunt get dual hooker? No, he won't. Uh, he hasn't played hooker for three games, so you've got to play three games of hooker to, to be considered for dual. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's this round, isn't it? The DP's dual positions change again for yeah, the 18. final time of the season. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, so, so he won't get dual hooker. He might get dual hooker going into next year, which might make him a play. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say he will. I'd say he will. Yeah. Um, I think the one maybe person that will get dual will be Harrison Edwards. He should get front row, second row dual for playing lock. Um, but again, that's probably not relevant. Which for I don't people. hate. Yeah. I mean, it's good for trades and stuff. I've already got Torhu Harris and Tarpany sitting in the front row. So I've got all these yeah. front row forward, second row forward duels sitting in my front row. So I can't even do anything with them. Yeah. Um, I need a second. I need a second row forward fullback dual. So <laughs> that wheel, that wheel. Uh, all right, sick. Let's uh, let's move on. Last two games, mate. Souths got flogged by the Cowboys, thirty-one to six. Bit of an interesting one, this one. Uh, Drinky for one thirty-nine. Deaden and Val eighty-nine. Nanai eighty-one. Now, go on, sell me on Val because I I don't know whether I'm still yet convinced that he's a must-have. So you need to sell it to me. So this is why I was worried about it. He was seven hundred eight k with a twenty-eight break-even. I bought him at the start of the year at 720k uh knowing that i was going to get rid of him at round 13. anyway this golden draws happened didn't didn't pan out still averaged 70. he averages 98 the last three rounds average 30 uh 74.5 trust me this is off the cuff 74.5 the last five rounds and I just want him in my team. Like you have a look and he is in everything after playing a game of footy on Wednesday. Um, the Cowboys are looking better. Like I wanted Val when the Cowboys were playing bad footy. Now Val, now the Cowboys are playing good footy. I'm just hoping people don't have enough trades to get him in or don't have enough money to get him in because I see him being 800K in a few weeks. I think he is a must-have and a genuine vice-captain option most weeks. Fair call. I feel like he's maybe one week away from being out of reach for me. I, I just I don't I don't yeah. want to go and pay close to eight hundred for him. Uh, yep. And I mean, what, what's he going to cost that, now? That's the mentality that I was sort of saying last week. Like this is the mentality. Like I am hoping that Val 
And it's crazy to think of Val as a pod. But at 800K, a lot of people are going to be scared off. And I have him. So he'll be about 770 after this week. Yeah. So essentially, he I'll could be what, too far gone. This is the last week. I think he's probably already too far gone. Um, but yeah, yeah cool. maybe if you have a Sarko or someone, I would prefer to have Val than a Sarko. Okay. Yeah, actually, I'd, the probably that the prefer, I'd prefer that too. Played, I would prefer to have Val to Osako. So maybe you jump off a sinking ship because the Dolphins are the team that we said in preseason they were going to be. Yeah. And the Cowboys are becoming the team in preseason we thought they were going to be. <laughs> hey, good. It only took us 17 rounds to get it right, but eventually the Dolphins became shit and the Cowboys became good. So, You know what? An elephant never, never forgets. I said right. that the Cowboys would be good, and they are. And I said the Dolphins <laughs> would be shit. Well, three years later, they are. So <laughs> Ignore the 17 rounds of good football they've played. We were right. Yeah, um, I will. <laughs> some quick mentions here in this one. Uh, Richie Kenner, 63 without a try. Three line breaks, 30 points in line breaks, mind you. Oh, oh but, yes. I mean, he's going to get line breaks in this Rabbitohs team. They're going to put him in gaps all the time. So we yeah. said on the pod last week, it could be probably the cheapy option of the week this week. And it sounds like we're right based on cash. He's yeah. going to make 70K this week and he's going to have a negative 15 break even next week. So he could still be gettable at 310, 320. I don't think he's too far gone. I reckon he's won that spot now. I was very close from going Buller to Kenner and then. Yeah, all obviously you just heard what was going on in my head with Val, so I went that way. But yeah, just to go Kenar and just knowing that I would be able to go back to Fafita whenever I could just get Harry Grant whenever. Well, yes, I'm happy, but Richie Kenner, get him in your team if you have the trade because if you can go Billy Smith to Richie Kenner, at least you can play him. Yeah, that's a good. That is a good call. And hey, look, maybe Richie Kenner ends up being a guy you can play on matchup at some point if you don't have Alex yep. Johnston, maybe for instance. Bring in Richie Kenner, you get a slice of that Rabbitohs pie. I, just, I still don't hate AJ to Richie Kenner. Yeah, I'd, yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair call. That is a fair call. Um, Cam Murray, forty-seven again. He's going to lose thirty-seven thousand. He's going to be get this, like four hundred and sixty k next week with a seventy-six break-even. You could make like forty or fifty k by going. Jackson Ford to Cameron Murray. Let that sink. How about how about you could do Josh Schuster to Cameron Murray for about 60k? Well, at the start of the year I thought Josh Schuster was going to be good, so let's just not let that sink in as much. And they both but you go Harry out, like 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 Harry Edwards for example, some guy that you've yeah. never heard of at the start of the year. Yeah. And I still don't Crazy. want him. No, nah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think he's been so bad this year that, and he's carrying niggle, groin niggles, all, all sorts of shit going on with Cam Murray. So I think maybe, and obviously with the Rabbitohs having that round twenty six buy, it's just not appealing. And the round twenty buy, mind you, so you're only going to get him for round twenty one to twenty five. I don't think there's a point. Like maybe this is the second time I've mentioned it or not. Maybe I'm already looking at Cameron Murray as like a sixty percent owned guy next year because he's going to be three hundred and fifty. So cheap. Oh my god, he's gonna be so cheap. That's he'll be first purchased, I reckon. Pappenhausen yep. will probably be number one purchased if he comes in at bloody five hundred K or something like that. People will jump on him yep. like Turbo last year. Um yep. and Ken Murray will be up there too. Uh last one, mate, last game. Roosters eighteen lost to Raiders twenty. Uh, I, I don't know how to take this. I, I let, actually I'm gonna skip these scores. I want to go to one specific score. James Tedesco thirty four. Now 
again, I don't know whether you, like what you took from the way Tedesco played, but he just looks a step or two behind. Like he just looks, he can't hit a gap. And did you see there was one where he took a run? I think it was an offload from, I can't remember who the offload, oh, from Sandon Smith, made a half break, flipped the ball out the back. And he's got the gap, but he's not even looking at the ball. And then he ends up right. fumbling it through the, like, what are you doing? What is going I on think with the James Tedesco? Looking for, and I think he just took a really roundabout way to say the word bad. Mm. Because Father Time's catching up with him? Maybe. What's he, 33? Um, yeah, I think he's maybe, like a little bit know. older than me. One, eight, one year yeah. older than me, maybe. Yeah, maybe 34 then. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I watch him play and I don't for a th- second think that he's a guy that I want in my team. No, no um, fucking way. And that's, no way am I going And there. we're here to talk about Supercoach and we just talked about not wanting Cam Murray and Tedesco in our team. It's crazy, isn't it? What a year. Jo- um, I would love Joey Manu to line up at fullback. Yeah, me too. Uh, we spoke about it last year. Maybe they do the switch where Manu goes to fullback and Tedesco goes to 5'8", but I've actually thought about this and I don't think that's a good option either because Tedesco can't pass and he can't kick. So using him at 5'8", would be kind of useless. You know where he'd be really good? In centre or grade. wing. Yeah, and reserve grade potentially, but you can't do that to Teddy. I mean, the guy's just... He's, he's been too good for too long. But in saying that, I, I truly feel like maybe centre could be a good way for him to finish his career. Yeah. Like, you don't need to pass yeah. from centre. I mean, Isaac Tungo and bloody Tyron Peachy and every other centre that's played this year, bloody Isaiah Tass, all these glue hands players, they don't need to pass the ball. So just let Teddy yeah. catch the ball and run, see what he can do. Play him there. Yeah, look. I don't know. But the Roosters need to make a decision now, don't they? They're seeing Tedesco and they're seeing their team lose. And they're seeing Tedesco not looking anywhere near himself. And you've got Manu wasting away after what he did last week. Like, how long is Manu just going to sit here and go, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay at centre. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that last year. And he thrives at centre. So I suppose just let him go. He's obviously happy getting centre money and sitting in centres. Yeah, yeah, true. Uncle Nick will look after him. He will, absolutely. He's in the right place, that's for sure. Uh, Marty got 91. Lindsay Collins with a try, 84. Backing up after Origin. The guy's a beast, man. Like, guy he's not a guy I'd want to run. Beast. Not a guy I'd want to run at. Corey Horsburgh, 78. Hudson Young, 73. Sandon Smith, 70. So, I asked you earlier, do we take a punt on Hudson Young hoping he doesn't get picked round 19 Origin? I think I've just got to wait. Um, Fourth World said it too, and I'm thinking, like, if you've been listening for, say, 10 weeks, I'm a massive Hudson Young fan. And I think I think you've just got to wait. I think he's probably young enough that he will probably just get selected round 19 because it's a dead rubber. Oh, sorry, in origin during round 19 um, because it's a dead rubber. I just can't see them dropping him. I mean, look, for, for his sake, I hope they do. I hope they stick with him. I hope they just think this guy's a, obviously a, a forward of the future for New South Wales. We can't go and drop him and just do him dirty. Um, I, I hope they pick him, but honestly, I've seen weirder things happen. I mean, Freddie's ruined a few careers, uh, a few origin careers, I must like say. His, like his own. Yeah, yeah. And also a few players around him. I mean, Damian Cook playing centre. Like, <laughs> that's... Uh, we haven't even yeah, talked about origin, think, but there's a few fuck there. I don't there. think... I don't think there's too many people that are blaming Damien Cook for that. And, like, I was at the no, game. No way. And, like, yeah. nobody's blaming Damien Cook for that. Like, you just make a selection of somebody that can play in your back line. Yeah. 
Yeah, it should have been Burton. Simple as that. Burton should have been on yep. the bench. Like, yep. Solves all Completely. your problems. Yeah. Um, now, Josh Papali injured his hamstring tonight in this last game of the round. He went off after about yep. 10 minutes, and it looks like it's maybe grade one to two. They're not quite sure yet. But if he sees a little bit of time out, does that benefit Joseph Tarpany? Because for me, it does. I hope so. Taps is sort of in that realm of basically you could have the same conversation that we had about Tohu, haven't you? Like at least he's getting 60s instead of 50s, but they're not that far away. Just being a bit disappointing, I think. Yeah, and I think, look, at front row forward, if you get 60s in your front row forward, you you get your points elsewhere. I'll happily take 60s at front row forward if I can get 100s elsewhere. Like I'm not not overly worried about picking up 80s and 90s at front row. So yep. if you can plug and play a Haas, a Tino, a Tarpany, a Harris, whoever it needs to be to get your 60 or 70 every week, you're sweet. But that's what I'm sort of saying, like, about, like, you know, we're saying let's get Haas and Tino in now and you've already got Tohu and Tarpany, like, you know, the rest of the nation. Is it really worth a trade? No, no, definitely not. I don't, I don't think it's worth getting Tarpany in, but I think – is a plug and play for the rest of the season, but I think it might benefit yep. him. Maybe his workload goes up. Uh, we know that Sticky will kind of lean on him a little bit more with with uh, Josh Papali'i out. Is there anybody maybe in yep. the, off the bench that benefits from Papali'i? Because I think there's a uh, what was Sala? it? Pasami Solo. Yeah, yep. Pasami Solo Pastrami, could come yeah. into contention. Maybe Pastrami. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could uh, could come into contention maybe. So close watch on team list on Tuesday. Um, last question for you, Billy Smith. 42, again, another dud, kind of dud score. Get him out of your team ASAP is my opinion. Do you agree? I think as long as the Roosters are bad, Billy Smith's going to be bad. So He looked involved. He just, yeah. I, I just I just think those 80s and 90s are now beyond him. I don't think we're going to see that from him again. I wish he was playing round 19. Mm. But he's not. So yep. you can probably move him on before he starts to bleed more cash. Yep. Now... Let's talk early trades, mate. Uh, it is Sunday night, so <laughs> not exactly locked into anything. But uh, and, and we'll talk a lot more about it on TLT. Um, but what are you what are you thinking initially, mate, for, for trades this week? I know you said you weren't thinking you were going to trade at yeah, all, but I'm actually thinking no trades. I'm pretty happy. Um, I've got numbers for next week. I made my, I suppose, not cash grab. I made the guys that I wanted to keep in Val and Brimson there. Uh, happy to roll them into next week and just, I suppose, keep on keeping on. If I had to rage trade anyone, it would be Schuster. Um, if I could find a great replacement, look, maybe I go Richie Kenner or something from Billy Smith, but I want to accomplish a bit more than that. Like, I, yeah. like I've got a gun center wing, uh, just ask Phil. And, um, <laughs> Like, he like my center well, wing, so he's going to enjoy this episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't wait. Um, like my center wings are elite, and yeah, I just don't think I can do anything with accomplishing without like getting like maybe AJ down to somebody and creating this cash to get in you for feeders and guys like that. Um, it might be a forward planning if I do a trade, but I honestly think that I'm probably going to end the week on none. Fair call, fair call. I'm thinking potentially one trade. I'm thinking uh, Billy Smith to Ronaldo Militalo. I've got 460k in the bank at the moment uh, that I've kind of kept there from the, excuse me, from the Fafita trade that I haven't used. Um, and also I gained a little bit of cash going Buller down to Reese Walsh. So it started to accumulate. So I've got 14 trades left and I think I'll use one next week and that'll just be Billy Smith to Militalo. 
Um, yep. I like Ronnie Mulatalo's run. I like what the Sharks have ahead of them. They've got the Dragons into the Tigers the next two rounds. He plays round 19. Um, he could honestly go bang, bang, 100-100 over the next two weeks if he gets enough ball. Um, and and we had a conversation around Val or Mulatalo, and, and you're going Val Holmes, I'm going Mulatalo. So yep. uh, I guess it's kind of same argument in a, in a way. I'm looking at the draw. I'm looking at the team that they're on. I'm, I like the fact that he's on the left wing for a good team. Uh, and they're and- versing – or actually, no, sorry. I should I should rephrase that and say he's on the wing in a team that likes to bash up bottom eight teams. And yep. he's coming up against the Dragons and the Tigers in the next two rounds. Yeah. So And he's playing round 19. I think, like, the fact that he's playing round 19 is a big draw card for Mulatalo. I really like sure. the trade. I mean, we've got, I think, 10 – is it 10 teams that are playing round, thir- uh, round 19? And uh, we've got the Bulldogs, Dolphins, Sharks, Titans, Warriors, and Tigers that play the next three rounds. So they play 18, 19, and 20. So if you're kind of looking to get ahead in the rankings or, or whatever, I'd probably be targeting those six teams moving forward. Um, at least then until round 20. But then you've got the Dragons, the Eels, Souths, and the Raiders who play round 19 as well. So there's some good options floating around there for trades. But we'll explore a lot more of that on that show on the Wednesday. And also we'll talk about a TLT as well on Tuesday evening. Um, do we have any final questions before we wrap up? Uh, Robbie Starr's thinking Dillbags and Shoes to Tino and Munster. I mean... I mean, can't argue with that. No, uh, and... Obviously, he's starting to think more about his run-home team, which makes complete sense. Fourth World is thinking Munster. Is it? He wants our thoughts on whether Munster is priced right now or is AJ a better option? I'm assuming he means AJ Brimson. Yeah. Look, I'm pretty happy with AJ at 500K um, because it was a good sort of discount. If I start to see a heap of money leaking out of Cody Walker with his draw, with his two buys coming up, that's when I would go to, to Munster. Like, obviously, Munster's a better option than AJ Brimson. I know he is. But for what I could afford, um, having the gun center wings where I am, I suppose, yeah, we're going to have to see the rest of your team to work it out. But if you have the money, of course, go Munster. But at 140K cheaper, you could do a, You can't do any better than AJ Brimson. And I did mention Titans have obviously finished all their buyers, but the Bulldogs and the Tigers have also finished all their buyers now, which is worth mentioning. So, which, yep. which segues into the final question for tonight. Sean Bloor next week. And we talked about a bailout for Schuster. Sean Bloor is sitting at, I think, 350 or maybe 380 or something like that. So, like, you gain a little bit of cash out of it, not much, but he's got a negative break even and he'll cover round 19. So, I don't know. I don't know whether I like it or not. Uh, I feel like I don't want people at that price. I just can't. I can't see myself finishing the season with Sean Bloor. Can you? Mm. And that's sort of where I'm at with 12 trades left. Maybe if I had 15 trades, then I'll be like, mate, let's have a punt on this guy. Like he's going to be – he's got an 80-minute role in – you know, the Tigers have been better. I don't think I want both edges. I could have said Papali and yeah. so do you. I don't know whether I want Bloor as well. Um, but, hey, I, I don't mind it as an option. I don't hate it. I don't think, uh, but I, don't I, think just I want don't... two Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> in general. I've got off Buller, so I've only got Paps, oh, IPAP, yeah, oh, IPAP left. Um, Selman, we scored, Maddie scored nearly 1,300, I think 1,292 or something, and I got 1,197. Yep. Uh, he's got a question for us. So, should we consider bringing in Latrell and Cleary as soon as they come back from their injuries? No. Uh, Latrell being out since around 12, and it's rumoured that he's not going to be back until around 21. So my personal opinion is you want to see Latrell 
He's going to be back after their buy. Give him a week or two. Have a look. See how he moves. See how much he gets involved. Same thing with Cleary. I'll be holding off on Cleary as well. Yep. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, you seeing Latrell not play for eight weeks, and then he has about by round 26 anyway. Um, If I'm mm-hmm. spending that amount of money on someone, I want him to play every week for me. Cleary, it's a wait and see. So he comes back. So he comes back round 21. I'm going to want to see him for a couple of weeks to bring him in. Uh, he's going to, I'm going to have to see a genuine upgrade from Mitchell Moses. And I'm not sure I'm there. So let's just see how it pans out. And that kind of maybe segues into Robbie Starr's question is clearly a must when he comes back. And I think we mentioned this last week that I don't think he is. And and you probably agree. Uh with hamstrings being niggly injuries that usually take, uh, there's a re-injury rate, a reoccurrence rate for for hamstrings. So I'd want to see what he does for a week or two upon returning before I jump on. And I mean, if you've got an SJ or if you've got a Mitchell Moses, like these are guys you can hold for the rest of the year. Uh, they're scoring yeah. Cleary type scores at the moment. So trades are going to be very, very important on the run home. So keep them in your back pocket. And uh, if you're looking at making do- a pod, if you're looking at making a pod, like maybe everybody in the top 1% is planning their Cleary back and you're sitting there with Mitchell Moses or SJ, which at any given week at the moment, it's it's a worthy pod. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Um, we're doing the rundown, uh, of the uh, I guess the breakdown for the players for the run home that we want to target. We're going to do that. That's going to drop on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, what to do with Teddy, sell him, get rid of him, get him out of your team ASAP. He doesn't look the same. Uh, thanks, Rosa. Appreciate it. We enjoy it, mate. We we like making these videos and, and streaming and chatting Supercoach and stuff. So appreciate all the support. Um, and that goes for everybody as well that watches every week. We we love it. We love talking about it and we love the interaction. So thank you for, for turning up. Is Nico a must? Yes. <laughs> get him. Don't look back. Captain him the next two weeks and enjoy. Uh, and that's it. I think we got there. Yep. And worth keeping a boost for the final round. I don't think you need a boost, Chris. I don't, I, I don't think you need a boost. Um, I've used all five of mine, so maybe that tells you what my mindset is on boosts. But I think you just want to have maybe two trades. That That's probably where I'd leave it. Yeah, like if you're boosting for a guy in the final round, I just start to think, like, let's have a look at the, um, at the last seven rounds. Like, I know that the Storm, like, I'm not going to boost for... Cameron Munster in the last round when I see how good his draw opens up after round 20. Like I just want him now. Listen, yeah. I would boost for Cameron Munster in round 20 if I need to. So, yeah. Uh, last one from Stefanos. Have Ponga already at fullback who to trade Teddy to? Reese Walsh. I mean, if you want to fork out, go to Gutho. Uh, Gutho's going to be stupid expensive. He's going to be nearly 900K now. AJ Brimson is an offer if you don't have is an option if you don't have too many. I suppose if you don't have much cash in the bank. Love it, and that will do us. I know we went a little bit over time here, but thanks for all the questions, yep. guys. We appreciate it, and uh, we will be back on Tuesday to talk all things team lists ahead of round eighteen, and and kind of wrap up all your trades and talk our thoughts as well. So thanks for hopping on. If you're still here, hit subscribe, hit like. Uh, and if you're listening, hit follow and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google Pod, Podcasts or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you Tuesday. Catch you later. Cheerio.